When will this show finally jump the shark by talking about Star Wars way too many times? It's all happening right now in this special episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is John, and for this episode, I'm joined by... Tim. And Travis. And in this episode, we're going to circle back and talk a bit more about Star Wars The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was recently released on digital and Blu-ray, and we wanted to revisit the discussion and talk about the special features. The Last Jedi has received some mixed reviews by fans, and this review, this extra review, isn't really an attempt to change anyone's thoughts on the movie. We're just big Star Wars fans and wanted to talk about the movie some more. You know, just keep on talking about Star Wars until we're dead. Happy beats here, buddy. Come on. So good to have you back. All right, so since our thoughts on things can change over time... What are our thoughts on the movie now that we've seen it again a few times and we've had to, time to think about it and we've had time to take in that massive internet criticism and internalize it and change our minds? So, Tim, I'm going to start with you. How has your mind changed now? I'm just kidding. What do you think about the movie right now after seeing it again? Um, you know, to be honest, I'm still a little, still a little conflicted about it. I mean, overall, and I will make this point clear. I do like the movie. There's parts of the movie that I would even go so far as to think are great that I that I actually really like that I love. There's also some other parts that I'm still kind of having trouble with. And I'm I don't know how much of it is just that I'm overly invested in some of the older characters, you know, and maybe that's getting into the way and I just can't have an objective opinion about some of this stuff. Or if it's, you know, actually something wrong with the movie, I don't. I don't know. But um yeah, I I rewatched the movie and I watched the special features and I even watched the uh, movies with Mikey video in defense of Last Jedi, kind of hoping to like be convinced to get over the issues that I have with the movie and to love it more than I already do and I haven't got there yet. I'm I don't know. I'm I'm still not quite made up my mind on it yet. Maybe I will have to wait till episode 9 and I see how the trilogy plays out to you know really kind of settle on a on a uh, on my feelings about it here but that's that's kind of where I'm at right now you know I think that we've all had the vision of what we thought Luke Skywalker was going to be after Return of the Jedi and I don't think that anyone thought that he'd be like that you know I'm not this is not certainly criticism uh, of certainly Ryan. not Mark Hamill Exactly right. And again, this is not a criticism of the movie or Ryan Johnson. I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't think a lot of people thought that that's how it would turn out, which to me was good because that was a subversion of my expectations. But for a lot of people, it subverted their expectations to something that they didn't like. And I think that that's fine. And one thing that I think that's interesting is like that. 
oh, it, I, I don't want to take over the discussion at this point, but like it'll be more obvious how that flip is in the next movie. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't I don't think that's exactly what I thought Luke Skywalker was going to do either. So Travis, thoughts on uh, thoughts on the movie after seeing it a little bit and sitting with it? Yeah, I think, you know, after the when we did the first review, I had seen it once. Uh, I think I've seen it like six times now. <laughs> and nice. my opinion has kind of moved a little bit back and forth. And I think it's kind of come back to where it was to begin with. There were some parts of the movie that didn't work as well for me as others. I'll say that. But the parts of it that did work, work so well for me that it kind of overcomes any of the problems that I have. I still think it's very good. Some of the things I had issues with kind of became more apparent as to their purpose. Like the first time I watched it, the Canto bite, like the entire Canto bite scene scenes just felt misplaced or out of place. But after thinking about it for a few days after that, it it kind of gels as to what their purpose was with the movie. And that happened on a grand scale with the whole thing. So yeah, it's gone back and forth, but I still really like it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my whole thought about the, the casino, you know, Canto bite scene is that it's not so much that it felt out of place in Star Wars is that it felt more like the prequels than it did the original trilogy or like Force Awakens and Rogue One. That was that was mm-hmm. my thought. It absolutely feels more like the prequels. And I don't and I think that that was my original takeaway. But I honestly didn't think it was too bad. I have problems with the original trilogy, but who cares? They're awesome movies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I have I guess I have problems with The Last Jedi in the same way that I have problems with almost all movies I like, I suppose. I I mean, I have problems with the way some scenes were filmed in The Last Jedi, in Return of the Jedi. That doesn't mean I don't love that movie. Yeah. For a movie to be just be unoffensive entirely across the board, it would be kind of bland. I think The Last Jedi took a lot of a lot of risks and nailed some of them and didn't nail all of them. And that's fine. Very much. In fact, I would say, and I'm going to compare The Last Jedi to Avengers Infinity War, and I know this is going to stoke a huge debate, not amongst us, because, you know, whatever, but like, Infinity War, I don't know, it seemed like it was a little safer, maybe, and The Last Jedi was less safe, I would say. I think all the Marvel movies have been fairly safe. Not like Transformers safe, but still, you know, fairly safe. Right. They didn't kill off Thanos and like right away. You know what I mean? It was it was pretty, you know, I mean, you kind of I I, I could have told you kind of how it was going to go like actual specifics. No, but, you know, I mean, you could have described it and, and it hit those beats. You could not have described the last jet. I could not have described that movie before it started and to its credit. But it was extremely ineffective with a lot of fans because you couldn't have described it before it started. You know what I mean? You would not have known that, how that was going to turn out. No one knew that Luke was going to throw that lightsaber to start. Um, Anyways, so let's go to my thoughts. Um, I still think it's really good. It's one of the better Star Wars movies for me, and because it's so different and so fresh for me, and it worked for me. I'm not saying that it worked for everyone. I'm not trying to criticize it if you didn't. But um, no, it's the film's still really, really effective for me, Um, and... Nothing can top the first time I saw it fresh. I was on the edge of my seat. I had no idea where this was going. I really didn't know. It was just like surprise after surprise after surprise. But it's a solid movie. I honestly love it. 
I wish there was more there. I wish there was more special features there. I wish there was a more movie there. I, I just wanted more, I think. What do you see? Light. Darkness. So uh, I think we all got the Blu-ray uh, release, and I wanted to talk about that. Just curious, what uh, your Travis, what your thoughts were on the Blu-ray release? I really like it. I, um, you know, we were talking over text messages earlier in the week about how the um, Target exclusive version of the Force Awakens packaging was kind of disappointing, but it was not for the Last Jedi. This is really awesome packaging. And the special features are great. They're just just really solid. And it's the first time I can remember ever seeing a movie have a score-only version as a special feature. And I, I, I will admit I didn't watch the whole thing. But I watched uh, the first 20 minutes or so and then skipped to some scenes that I wanted to see. And it's actually pretty effective just to watch it like that. Uh, there's one kind of principle of filmmaking is that people should be able to infer like maybe not, you know, the whole plot or anything, but like the emotion of a scene without hearing the dialogue and with, especially with the music added into it, you really can. And it shows kind of how effective John Williams score is. It's, it's, uh, it's really awesome. And you should check that out if you haven't, but yeah, all the special features are great. I love seeing some of the deleted scenes and all the, behind the scenes, how everything was put together. It's fascinating. So Tim, Travis and I both picked up the target collectors edition with the art book. Did you pick this up? Which version did you get? Um, I did pick it up. I am pretty sure it's not the target version because it doesn't have the, the Porg uh, special features. I'm actually not sure where it came from because somebody got it for me as a gift. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah. The Porg special feature is I watched it. It's OK. I, I it's I, you're not really missing a ton, honestly. It's funny because I was like I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to my wife. and I'm like, hey, we missed watching the Porg special features. Like, oh, that's fine. I don't like Porgs. I'm like, wait, you what? don't like Porgs? She's like, yeah, I like Jar Jar. I don't like Porgs. You like Porgs. Oh. I'm like, wait, what the hell what? did you just say? <laughs> I know she doesn't. I, I was like, what? <laughs> so, no, she doesn't like Apparently she doesn't like porgs. I don't know. It's I, I, I thought they were cute. Anyways, so uh, I I picked up the special edition for each of the new Star Wars films, except the one that Travis talks about, the Target special edition for Force Awakens. This is not great. The Last Jedi release follows like a string of all of the solid releases from Lucasfilm. And the special, especially with the Target special editions, I'm not a Target shill. I just, they make a great version. And the Last Jedi follows on the amazing Rogue One one with this uh, really deluxe box. It's got a really great slipcover. The art is incredible. And Disney really understands that like Star Wars fans like buying this stuff because they made like 50 versions that if you want to collect them all, you'd have to buy them all. And they're all different. Anyways, the one that we got is great. And um, it they took some criticism from the Force Awakens release and they released the extra special feature on a DVD which is kind of neat. Um, but I, I love the art book. I think it's a really great companion piece to all of it. And the special features are great. Uh, I just want to note, like, I really hope that we can keep buying these special versions 
because I like actually owning things. Now, I know in the New World Order, and this isn't a criticism, but I'm getting a little cheeky about it. People can't wait to throw away stuff and never own anything and rent it all. Like, I get it. I get it. You know, you want to get all your music through Spotify. You don't want to own anything. I totally understand that. Um, I'm totally fine with that happening. But one problem is that, you know, like maybe we're not going to be able to have this cool stuff, you know, like a cool Star Wars box to put on our shelves. So I really hope enough old people kind of keep buying things because I really like owning this stuff and Disney's not going to sell it if no one buys it. And so I really hope people keep buying it. So come on, nerds, keep buying this stuff because it's fun to, to own this and put it up on a shelf. So hopefully that continues um, for Disney. So um, one of the really great special features in The Last Jedi was the director and the Jedi. Travis, you watched it. What do you think of it? It's one of my favorite special features ever. And it's because they didn't shy away from it. Like they got right into it. And like, especially with the interviews with Mark Hamill, where he's very candid about how he had reservations about the way they handled Luke's character. Hashtag not my Luke. Yeah. (laughs) But I love seeing like if there's ever a behind the scenes, how it was made for movies, I always watch them. Um, the only thing I can compare this to is the feature at for Hellboy, the first Hellboy that Del Toro directed. Oh, that there was a great release. Yeah, that was great. And yeah. there was there was like two hour documentary about the making of the film on that. And I think this is the first time since then that I've bought something that had that long of a behind the scenes feature and. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. Tim, did you see the director and the Jedi? What'd you think? I did. I um I will actually admit that I watched it before I watched uh, Last Jedi again when I got the box. I think set. that's a really good way to go about it. it. Um well it was also like the special feature I was looking forward to the most. Um Yeah, it's it's a great documentary and it's it's very thorough. Um, they go, you know, it was a lot longer than I was expecting. I thought it would maybe be like a half hour, 45 minute, but it was like a full length documentary. Um, it's also really entertaining. Um, one of my, uh, kids, my, my daughter, Briley, she actually came into the room while I was watching it and I ended up just sitting down and watching it with me because she thought it was really interesting too. So that was kind of fun. Um, it was great to see like, uh, the parts with Frank Oz, you know, um, seeing how excited the cast is about, you know, getting to work with these original characters and how they designed all these sets. It's also amazing to see like just how many practical sets they built for this movie. I mean, a ton. Like when Luke was milking those, like when milk was milking those sea cows, those (laughs) were real, man. Those were real. Like watch, some scenes, you know, from uh, the director and the Jedi and when they're going through the sets and stuff like that. And then compare it to something like the Hobbit movies when you watch like their behind the scenes sets. And it it's like night and day. There's so much set and actual like physical stuff there in the Star Wars movie that they made. And then you watch like something for like the Hobbit and it's all green screen. Like everything is green screen. It's. You know, and I, I think that kind of dedication and that care really shines through, like when it comes to the actual movie, it um, it really adds something to it that I I think you just can't get from computer effects. 
and that's not to knock computer effects because when they're done well they're they're amazing they're great you know but um yeah something just something i noticed when i was watching this Right. And I agree with you both. I think the director and the Jedi is really, really cool. It reminds me of, and I know this is going to seem weird, but like the um, sort of behind the scenes features of the original prequels. Right. So I think one of the best parts about the Phantom Menace is the behind the scenes feature on the DVD. And it's a real candid take on the first cut of the movie and how George Lucas said that it was kind of a mess and they really didn't know how they were going to work through it and how it worked and people were just kind of like if you watch it and they're watching the first cut they're like wow it's kind of a mess and lucas is like wow i was really going bold here and like i really should have held back and like i don't know how we can fix this and you don't really see a lot of that kind of stuff anymore where they're actually commenting in real time like honestly about the movie and i think we saw a lot of that here i think we saw how hard it was to make this movie how much dedication ryan johnson and ram his producer had and how much long hours they worked on this movie. Clearly, I know, I think some of the criticism is that maybe they weren't thinking about it or they were just throwing ideas at the wall. No, clearly these people thought a lot about it and they worked really hard on it. And I think it shows from this. So um, I would put this up there in terms, you know, the director and the Jedi up with some of the better docs I've seen for movies, including, I would say, some of the coolest art, like Travis mentioned, the Hellboy stuff. Um, That was back in the day when, like, a DVD sales could, like, actually give the movie a second life like if the hellboy didn't do so well on dvd they wouldn't have made a second one you know back when movies could be saved that way right now if you don't have a really good box office the dvd sales are not going to save you right um uh, because mostly people don't buy that kind of stuff anymore but um i'd put it right up there with the hellboy one the lord of the rings extended edition special features which i think are probably some of the best ever made um and stuff that was like on the Jaws, the the shark is still working doc on the Jaws doc on the Jaws um, collector's edition that came out, which is incredible. So it was really fun to see. And it was also one thing I really liked about the director and the Jedi is that when they're showing a scene from the movie, they're showing you an alternate cut of it. So it's yeah, not the, yeah. the not the cut in the movie. I'm like, holy shit, this is right out of the movie, but it's a totally different take on that scene. And I'm like, wow, it was just so neat like to see that. And if they were showing you like on set footage, it was again a take they did not use in the movie, which was really cool. It's just like those little things are just wow. I mean, you know, I don't know. It was it was just I was geeking out. I'm like, that's not what was in the movie. Ah. I was just nerding out. It was great. It was great. So, um, yeah, if if you even if you didn't like the movie, I recommend the director and the Jedi finding it somehow and watching it because I think it'll uh, allow you to see it uh, from a different angle unless you just never want to, you know, see it again. But that's really good. So there were 14 deleted scenes from this movie that we all watched. You guys watched those, right? Yep. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't get around to it, unfortunately. Yeah, I, they're cool. I definitely will. But it was, like I said, I've been really busy, and I thought it was more important to watch the documentary and watch the movie again. Totally. So I'm wondering if it would make sense, or if anyone would be interested in seeing an extended edition of The Last Jedi. It's already pretty long, but I'm wondering if anyone thought that might be kind of interesting. Travis? Um, if, as long as not all of the deleted scenes were included, um, 
there was like an extra 15 minutes of that chase on Canto bite that we really didn't need to see. Yeah, that didn't work, but I really liked seeing Luke's third lesson to Ray where they're having that party out on the beach and he makes her think that they're being invaded. That was funny. That was funny in a good way. I think that would have helped the film a bit, but I understand that it probably wrecked the pacing and they needed to cut it. But one thing that I really loved and I'm kind of confused as to why they didn't go with the alternate scene for the showdown with Finn and Captain Phasma. I thought that was a way more effective scene where Phasma kills all of her subordinates there because Finn tells tells them all that Captain Phasma was the one who lowered the shields on Starkiller. I thought that was really well done and kind of gave them more of more of a closure to that relationship. Of course, maybe they changed it because they didn't want to actually kill her. Maybe she'll come back in episode nine. Who knows? But I really preferred that. Yeah, scene. that'd be my guess. Yeah. I, I think one reason for me when I watched that was I liked that they did that. But when she shot all three stormtroopers at the same time, it was so weird and goofy, for lack of a better word, that it didn't seem like that worked. Like everything up to it worked, but the way that she killed them. And I don't know. I just didn't think that worked very well, but that could just have been an editing thing. Yeah. And then they just wanted to put it in there or whatever. But I like the concept a lot. I thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. but I, maybe they wanted to go for something simpler in that moment. I don't know. I think that I wouldn't want an extended edition of this, but if it comes to it, that would be kind of cool. I think the, the idea of a director coming back and doing an extended edition of a star Wars movie at this point wouldn't be seen very well by fans. So I don't think we're going to see that. Especially um, not this although, one, probably. Exactly. Yeah. I'd buy it if he wanted to do it, but I guess not. But I mean, you know, if, if he did it, I mean, I'd, I'd check it out, but. This is not going to go the way you think. So um, one thing that we were going to do with our original Last Jedi review that we didn't get around to was ordering all of our Star Wars movies um, from our number one to um, The Last Jedi. Yuck, yuck. I think that was Travis's joke. Um, <laughs> so, because uh, he made the joke, um, joke being The Last Jedi is the worst. Um, Travis, you can go first. What is your ordering of Star Wars movies starting at the... Actually, let's start at the... Let's start off at the bottom and then move our way to the top. So I guess you'll start with The Last Jedi, Travis. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I think that was your joke. I don't think I put that in there. I may have. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't think it's any surprise that my bottom of the list is Attack of the Clones. I don't hate it, hate it, but, you know, I mean, it's it just kind of gets dull. Most of, I, I like parts of it, but overall, it's just not executed very well. Dexter Jetster for life. Travis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right above that. Phantom Menace. I think that the like the D cheese versions of these movies you can find on YouTube. I think the Phantom Menace actually does really well when you take out a lot of the crap and change Jar Jar's voice. (laughs) But man, there's so many bad things in Phantom Menace that pull it down. It's not terrible. I mean, it's not great either. And this is where I'm going to start getting a little bit controversial with my list right above the Phantom Menace is return of the Jedi. 
Oh. I don't... You think Revenge of the Sith is better than Re- I the think, Return of the Jedi? I think Revenge of the Sith is a little bit better than Return of the Jedi. When I was putting this huh. list in order, okay. I was trying to think of, like, if I had... To I have, did mention earlier in this review that I thought Return of the Jedi was not perfect, and I had problems with some of the shots. So I think this is you saying the same thing in a different way. It maybe. is. It, and I'm, I don't dislike Return of the Jedi at all. I'll, I'll enjoy the entire thing. Uh, but it's a lovely movie. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I great. agree. I, I really like the movie. It's just, I was when I was putting this list together, I was trying to think, okay, if I wanted to just go watch a Star Wars movie right now, which one would I pick? And I would pick Revenge of the Sith over Return of the Jedi. After watching it, you know, over the years, it has really grown on me. And I, or Revenge of the Sith. And I don't know if it's because I've got the the backstory of the characters from the Clone Wars that kind of elevates it a bit. I can't really separate the two to tell if that's the reason or not. But yeah, I like Revenge of the Sith just a little bit more than Return of the Jedi. Uh, right above that is The Force Awakens. Uh, still love that movie, but it has gone down a Wait, little. Wait, did you say Revenge of the Sith is better than The Force Awakens? No, 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 no. Right above the Re- oh, Revenge of the oh, Sith. Oh, I see. I see. Sorry, sorry. I'm like, we, we go, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, The Force Awakens has probably gone down a peg or two from a couple years ago when I first saw it, but. Still love it through and through. Then uh, Rogue One right above that, which has gone up a couple. The more I watch that, the more I like it. Then A New Hope. Then, you know, even though I was talking earlier about problems that I have with The Last Jedi, it's in my number two spot. I have those issues, but all the great things about it elevate it. And then at the very top, Empire Strikes Back, which is, I know it's kind of the stereotypical thing, but it holds up better than any of them for me. The Empire Strikes Back is incredible. That I, I don't think anyone's going to dispute that yeah. that's your number one. Yeah. All right, Tim, what, what do you got at the bottom and then straight to the top? All right, so starting with my my least favorite of the Star Wars movies, it's uh, the Clo- or Attack of the Clones or Clone Wars or whatever it was called. Just... The, the dialogue in that movie is so cringy. It's it's mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> I, but uh, it has the sand quote in it. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you know, okay, for all the bad dialogue in that movie, I don't get everybody's fixation on the sand quote because it's just funny. Have you it's ever just funny. like it's funny. lived around sand? It does get everywhere and it is awful. Oh, so, shit. Tim's about to turn yeah. into Darth Vader here. So I, I just went to a concert at the beach over this last weekend. And there is still sand in my shoes. And I have washed them. I have vacuumed them out. I have dumped them out repeatedly. Still sand. Hate You're going to start complaining about Obi-Wan Kenobi being critical real <laughs> soon. I gotcha. I gotcha. So Attack of the Clones. I don't think anyone... I think that... Okay, just spoiler alert. That's yeah. the worst one on my list, too. So everyone yeah, yeah. agrees so Attack of the Clones. That yeah. one is far and away my least favorite of the Star Wars films. Sorry, George. Um, I love you a lot. Attack of the Clones is... is yeah. Um, yeah. Then uh, right above that is uh, Phantom Menace, even though I think it had the best potential of the prequel mm-hmm. movies. Like it, it had the best, I, I, I don't know, I guess the best structure. Uh, it introduced some interesting characters and then immediately killed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, 
yeah, there's there's too many problems there. There's the super young Anakin, the more terrible dialogue, wooden acting, jar so much Jar Jar, just just too much Jar Jar. Um, well, people need to understand. The Last Jedi haters need to understand that Star Wars was killing off villains way too soon back with the prequels. So, guys, come on, it's happened. It's happened. Okay. It's even, they and do you think they would have learned Phantom from Menace. their mistakes? No. <laughs> okay, so then right above Phantom Menace, we've got um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, I, which best of the prequels, still n- not the best. Although the big, you know, fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin almost saves it. So, leaving the prequels aside, at least the the older prequels, next up on my list is Rogue One. Um, And that's not to say that I don't like that movie. I like it a lot. It's solid. To me, it's just middle. Like, it's, it's fun. It didn't particularly add a whole lot to the Star Wars like mythos, but neither was it really bad or detracting. It's it's fun. I like it a lot, but it's it's just kind of in the middle for me there. <clears throat> now this next one, the if this very likely will change, but right above Rogue One, I'm for the moment anyways, putting Last Jedi. That's so that's you know, kind of where that falls for me. Above Last Jedi is New Hope. And then I'm going to say above that is a tie between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. I like both those movies a lot. They both definitely have their flaws. I'm not sure which one I like better. So I'm, I'm kind of giving them a tie for second place. And then, of course, my favorite, Empire. Yeah, that's a, I like how our lists are sort of different, uh, except for the last one. But yeah, that's cool. Okay, so <laughs> the last and the of, top two, sl- <laughs> the bottom and the top <laughs> slots are, are pretty much the same. Everything in the right, middle is right. different. Well, my top isn't the same as both of yours, but oh, we'll get to that. Snap. I know, I know. But my bottom is <laughs> the same. So Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah, I've tried. Sorry, I just can't. I just can't. I, there are only a couple prequel. There are only a couple Star Wars movies I don't really like. So also Revenge of the Sith. Now, I haven't seen this in a long time. And for Star Wars Day, we're going to watch it with my friends. So I'm going to watch Revenge of the Sith again. And I am coming into this movie wanting to love it. I want to love it again. I want it to be amazing. So this might change based on me watching it again. I don't have any of the um, Clone Wars um, show knowledge. You know, I think that maybe would help things a little bit. But I'm going to come at it again and I want to love it. I, I, I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One probably makes the does make the prequels a little cooler for me. So hopefully that Revenge of the Sith really gets picked up there. And then I and then I'm also going to and then I'm going to say like my the one after that is the Phantom Menace, which I actually like. Um, I actually like that prequel. It's the one that I like the most, actually. Um, well, I think we have a clear, you know, history of you saying how much you like this movie. <laughs> I OK, <laughs> I think that's exactly <laughs> not what I said, but. I like it out of the prequels the most. I think it's the movie. I think it's the best one. I think it's the one that has the most practical shots. And in fact, there's a ton of practical work in this movie. Um, and it's a beautiful film. Um, I just, I think that there, you know, I have a common criticisms with, with most people. But again, I like it. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a fine movie. Okay, so right after that, we've got Rogue One. Um, and 
I'll, I'll explain kind of a few things up on my list and then I'll kind of come back to that. But yeah, Rogue One's great. It's so good. I, I'm, I'm happy that we're getting great Star Wars movies that are just kind of not part of the, you know, the Skywalker saga. And it's really great. And Rogue One really, sh- like, I'm really hopeful for Solo. Like, I can't wait to figure out where that's going to be in my list, you know, next. And after Rogue One, it's The Force Awakens. Force Awakens is really good. Um, just an amazing, amazing ride. And then this next one is interesting because it's two movies. I don't know which one is higher because I love them both. And I'm not saying which one is better. I just don't know. But they're but it seems that Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi are the same for me. Now, it's like saying you love your new kid more than your old kid or something. Because I've had a relationship with Return of the Jedi. I love it. It's great. And now Return of the Jedi's here, and I love that too, and I just don't know which is better. You know what I mean? I don't want to put it higher than Return of the Jedi because that doesn't make sense because I don't have as long of a history with The Last Jedi. So I don't know, but they're kind of on the same level for now. This list could change. You know, I don't know. After that... My The second thing on my list is The Empire Strikes Back. Now, The Empire Strikes Back is like liquid gold in a movie. You know what I mean? It's so amazing. The relationship between Han and Leia is great. It's, it's just amazing. It's an amazing, amazing movie. But it's not better than A New Hope, which is number one. It all started with Star Wars, baby. Like, A New Hope, it, it was a revolutionary movie, it was it changed cinema forever. It changed everything. Like for me as a nerd, like I love that movie. Now I'm not saying that it's better than The Empire Strikes Back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for me it's number one because it's the Star Wars movie that started everything and it's incredible. I think I've just, you know, if there's a, a count of times I've seen A New Hope, I've seen it way more than The Empire Strikes Back, you know what I mean? But um It's just great. It's a great movie. It all started with A New Hope. And um, yeah, that's why it's number one on my list. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. When we reviewed The Last Jedi, we didn't have the ghost scale around at that time. So we're going to swing back and we're going to give it a ghost scale rating. So, Tim, what is The Last Jedi ghost scale rating for you? I'm going to give it a skip it, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, despite whatever problems I have. Ryan with Johnson movie, ruined my childhood. Skip it. <laughs> Damn you, Ryan Johnson. No, I. despite whatever reservations I have about it. And there's, you know, a, a few um, parts of the movie that I I'm still not a big fan of. It's still a good movie, and it's, you know, it sets up important things that you're going to need to know for Episode Nine. and if you're invested in Star Wars at all, like a very large amount of people, <laughs> then it's a must-watch. you, you got to watch it. Travis? Yeah, totally agreed. Um, I think I brought up some criticisms of it, but the good things about it are so strong that I can overlook a lot of it. Um, but yeah, absolutely a must watch and you might hate it. I think you should watch it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. You might hate it, but don't you want to be a part of the internet drama anyway? You either love it or you get to go complain about it on the internet. So it's a win-win. 
I love how you said that. It's like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you're not doing anything anyways. Why not just complain your whole life, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Guys, right? Who doesn't want right, to join else? the internet hate right. machine? I know. Exactly. Right. I mean, what else are you doing, right? Um, <laughs> oh, just get on them YouTube or whatever Twitter comments. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, that's a must watch. You know, I mean, I, I, what was I going to say here? Skip it. I mean, I made it like number three on my list, you know. It's great. It's great. I'm I'm so happy Ryan Johnson got to do this. I I'm, I love owning this movie. I, I I wouldn't. It was one of the best movie experiences, cinema experiences of my life. Like I I said that in an original review. It, it still is. My wife and I talked about it for days after it. Um, I think the movies way that it handles failure is beautiful. I think in in the, in the age of 2018 where everything is marketing and spin. And you can't ever failure and all you have to do is win, win, win and all this bullshit. This movie comes and says it comes and tells you something that no one wants to hear. And I think this is partly why the movie isn't popular with some people. And it's like failure is going to kick your ass, even if you're a hero. You know, you're still going to be a person and you're still going to fail. And that's going to be the best way you're going to learn. You know what I mean? Do a lot of people want to hear that? No, but it's true. Especially if you're a human and you realize that you screwed up and you want to learn from it. And I think it's beautiful in the same way that The Empire Strikes Back was beautiful for me in a lot of the ways it talked about the Force. I mean, you've got scenes in The Last Jedi where Luke is talking about the Force with Rey, the best Star Wars has ever described it in a way that makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Yes. About the cycle of everything. And And that's just so amazing about the movie. And then it's got... And then it takes this amazing character, Ben, or uh, Kylo Ren, and it makes him one of the coolest villains, I guess, if he's a villain, which he is, I guess, in Star Wars. Like, like, it's so good. You People say Thanos is really good. Kylo Ren is way cooler. Like, he, he doesn't... I could, I could just gush about the amount of things this movie does well. So, yeah, of course it's a must-play. But again, it was must-watch. But, you know, don't watch it again if you don't like it. Again, it's, it's every sort of caveat there. But I love it. I love this movie. And I, I love that it's a Star Wars movie. I love that we got this movie. And I and I hope and I know that J.J. is going to send this trilogy out in an amazing way. And I think that they're setting up the universe in a really great way to have really great Star Wars movies going forward. You know, but I'm okay if things aren't perfect, you know, because, you know, things that are beautiful aren't perfect. They just are. And The Last Jedi is really beautiful to me. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening.